0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock podcast with me and Peter. Hi, Pete. Hi, Russ. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, and we have a guest with us on this special a preview episode that we're doing ahead of the Liverpool game tomorrow as we speak um, which is Harriet Pryor from the Anfield Wrap. Hello Aaron. Harriet, how are you Hi. doing?
2: Good thanks, thanks for having me on, good to be here.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Um, as we were just saying off there, you've been appearing on Sky Sports News quite a bit recently on the, uh, the morning shows, I think, it, or something like that, isn't it? Or, or some, of the, some of the stuff there. Um, so you might be a familiar face to people if they were watching something here, but they're not, they're only listening. So, But uh, yes, anyway. Um, so, so thanks for joining us. And really, um, first of all, just to start at the beginning, how, are you, how did you become a Liverpool fan? How long back does it go? And where did the love begin?
2: Oh honestly it's quite hard to pinpoint a specific moment I guess but my, my whole family are Liverpool fans and I guess you you can obviously tell by listening to my voice so far that I'm not I'm not originally from here I'm originally from Cambridge but that you know there's lots of family connections and stuff like that so I started sort of watching tentatively when I was probably about five or six but I didn't have any brothers or boys in my family it's just me and my sister she wasn't fussed at all so I think my dad <laughs> sort of started to think oh maybe maybe Harriet will start watching a bit of football and then the more he put it on the more I was like oh yeah I quite like this and I think it was probably the a classic one for most most people my sort of age the the 2005 Champions League final I remember having loads of people around the house and watching that with everyone and thinking right this is it now like (laughs) the thrill of it and the rush of it all and it, it was all so exciting and Probably for me, growing up in in my sort of teens and twenties, we we were at a bit of a low point, you know, before Clock came in that that five ten year period. But I still sort of followed it, followed it all really closely. Probably went to Anfield when I was eight for the first time. We drew with Hull two two. So it's quite funny to to look back and think then and how far we've sort of come now. But yeah, it's 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 great being a Liverpool fan, and I've, I've moved up here now and I live in Liverpool full time. And and being immersed in it in in the city, you can just yeah. tell how much it means to everyone, and it, it's great fun.
1: Yeah, I listen to Afro rap quite a bit, and um, you always get a sense of how much there is going on in the city and how proud everyone is of the city yeah. and um i mean it's, I'm, I'm quite jealous in a way it's a great place you know it'd be a great place to live and having two football teams on the doorstep um in terms of the city itself obviously um must make things a bit more spicy as well I'm sure that's quite <laughs> entertaining um and we'll probably get on to talking about everton maybe just briefly at some point uh, later <laughs> on um, but anyway no so that, that's that's great and how long have you been in liverpool now
2: been Liverpool coming up to a year now, actually living in in the city. So yeah, I absolutely love it. And like you said, two football teams, but haven't met that many Blues yet. I've met a few here and there, but I think they try try and avoid us at all costs. So
1: probably at the moment they will be. Definitely. Oh, I know,
2: I know. Probably not many people walking around in Everton shirts at the moment, so no. for them. But.
1: Um, Do you reckon you're going to develop an accent over time? It's quite distinctive. (laughs) It's quite a domineering accent, isn't it? I I can imagine it happening.
2: (laughs) It's a great accent. I don't know, you know, because I I feel like I can't replicate it at all. Like people say, oh, you know, try and say something and I can't do it at all. So maybe, Hmm. maybe in like five, 10 years, but I don't know, anytime soon, probably not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it'd probably be a bit weird if you did or try it would feel like <laughs> mimicking and just I mean, yeah maybe not so good <laughs> but anyway getting on to this season um, I mean in terms of Liverpool's progress obviously having finally won that title albeit in what turned out to be a convoluted way unfortunately for you guys based on the pandemic coming along Um, you did get over the line eventually after the pause yeah. Um, obviously City got the title back last year um, but you've come back strong again this season and you're hot on the on the tails of City now aren't you really Um, allowing for if you assume winning games in hand there's only one match between you isn't there results wise as it stands um, do you reckon you're going to do it And, and how's the season been so far in general for you
2: yeah, you mentioned last season. Now, obviously, we came off the back of winning the league, and of us for celebrate all together, it felt a bit, you know, it felt a bit of a bitter end to what was an amazing season. And then l- last season, we wanted to go again, pick it up. We started well, and then all of a sudden, we were just plagued with injuries, and we were playing Nat Phillips and Reese Williams and all other combinations of our of a back line, and and it didn't go to plan. And then you come to this season. There's a nice little cat on the screen. I'm enjoying that cat, the cat's cameo. There's a, you know, you come into this season, and and I felt. A couple of weeks ago, when we were 14 points at one point with, with a game in hand, albeit behind City, you're you're starting to think, okay, this is all all over and done with now, and and you're thinking, oh, it's a shame because it would have been the first one back where we could all celebrate together, and and now all of a sudden you get a few good games and City starts to drop points here and there, and you're thinking, oh, we are right back in this, and 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 like you said, if we win our game in hand, it's just three points, and we've still got to go to the Etihad and we've still got a game at, at, at Manchester City to play so it feels like the momentum is on our side again it feels you know in the title race at the moment that like there's no room for error and that's that's really scary mm-hmm. prospect really that if you even draw one game you're, you're dropping all, all the way back again and, and that's you know, perfection is expected now of both both City and Liverpool. They're the levels that, that both teams are being pushed to, which is, is great. I suppose if you're a neutral as well, it's great to see that challenge play out. But it's a little bit stressful when every single game and every weekend you're thinking, right, this is another must win. And you try and get over the line again and then you've got to go again three or four days later. But it's a great season so far and, and we've already got one trophy to show for it.
1: Yeah. And it really is that that much pressure, isn't it? I think City are just so relentless at the moment, um, and clawing something back is just so hard and really hard to do. So it's going to be it's still going to be a tall order, just because I guess you you must feel there's going to be a mistake in there somewhere, and if there is one, they'd have to make two, <laughs> and that's assuming you beat them as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. You you sort of think well. Even if we if we slip up once, then they, yeah, like you said, they'd have to slip up twice. And how realistic does that look? They, they've got 10 games left to play, I think, now, and we've got 11. Mm. So it's not that not that much to play for. But then again, it is still 30 points. So we'll see and just hope that we can go and, and do the job that the Etihad. And I think, I think we have faith that we can. I think, obviously, now we know that we're in the, the next stage of the Champions League and the, the City fixture falls just before the the home or away leg. We're not sure yet, which is obviously not ideal, but... We're used to it now, and I think we've got the squad to to keep us going and be able to rotate enough that that we can go all the way.
3: And in a way, if you're playing City anyway with that, you know, if they're in, they're in the same situation, so it's not like you're playing someone else in the league like Arsenal who aren't in Europe anymore or something.
2: No, exactly, and like you said, they they're already through to the next stage of Champions League as well with with a very dominant dominant performance against Lisbon. So they'll be having the same problems, but they do have the benefit of being able to pull ridiculous players off the bench. I mean, that yeah. they've, got, they've got a starting 22, essentially, haven't they? And they're all really strong. And I think we're getting there now, but no, no one's going to sort of be able to match up to the financial powerhouse that is Manchester City. And, and we can't really deny that.
3: Yeah. What, do, what do you make of Diaz from what you've seen so far?
2: Yeah, I think he's been absolutely great. I, I was speaking the other day to someone and, and saying, you know, you, you think he's only had a few games already in the Liverpool shirt, but you can't tell him out from the rest of them. And usually when there's a new player, especially when they're playing such a system like Klopp does, where it's really high pressing and that it's really intense and really attacking football, you can kind of tell when a player's new because that they, they just don't quite have the same sort of work ethic off the ball and they're not quite fitting into the system but he's just come in seamlessly and offered another option to that front to that front line and we talked a couple of years ago about a front three and then Jota came and it's a front four and now with Diaz it feels like we've got a front five and a bit sport for choice so been really really impressed with him and, and think he's a really clever player and he's going to go on to do really great things for us I hope.
1: Yeah, I mean, he looks a really good player. I really like him, and um, it does add a bit of depth. So I think you're right. You are kind of getting there, aren't you, bit by bit, in terms of that greater strength and depth element. Yeah, is the, maybe the difference, if anything, with City at the moment. Um, yeah, I think Diaz looks great. A little bit worried about him. <laughs> um, you, I noticed yeah. you, you. If anything, kept... it might
3: be midfield possibly that's the issue. I think with it, Keita went off against us at the at Anfield, and I think you guys yeah. got off a bit after that. You kind of like, didn't have the same, lost it a bit in midfield slightly. I think was we'll it? i will say Chamberlain wasn't quite up to the, the yeah.
2: I think with time. I think with midfield with us, you do some. You know, sometimes if there is a couple of injuries, there is a bit of a drop off between who we'd ideally start and then the next player coming in. I, you know, watched some of Klopp's press conference earlier, and he he did suggest that there's a few COVID problems in the team. Obviously, that leads people to go mad and speculation that Thiago wasn't training yesterday. So it could be him. Van Dijk wasn't training. It could be him. We don't know, obviously, the facts yet. And we'll have to wait and see till tomorrow what what really happens. Because we know before we've had issues with false positives and all sorts and it causes controversy. But hopefully that we have got you know our, our preferable midfield there. Mid, the midfield in Liverpool is a really hard place to play. And I think that's what people sometimes forget because because of the way we play defensively such a high line and you've got Trent and Robertson really pushing high and then you've obviously got our, our attack who do a lot of defensive work as well. Sometimes it's hard to play in that midfield because they feel a little bit sort of stuck in the middle. So unless you're a player that, you know, like when you've got the Fabinho, Thiago, the Henderson combination who are always really used to it and used to playing together. Sometimes players come in like I'll say Chamberlain and struggle a little bit, but I think we've, we've, we've had enough games now and they've had enough game time that hopefully...
3: Whoever, whoever is put in manages to do a job. Yeah, but it's been a bit of a weird season with, you know so and last season, I suppose, with COVID as well. So many different... We've had the same thing, which makes you actually... I mean, we've gone with quite a small squad, which is, I think, rather odd. And same as it's costing Leeds at the moment for having a small squad, when you consider how many players potentially could be affected by COVID at any point. And if you get one, you could get more. And yeah, it seems odd.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. You you sort of get one COVID case, and you're just waiting for the for the rest to sort of follow yes. on. Then, aren't you? So it's a bit. It's a lot of uncertainty, and and they're having to cope. Every Premier League team is, like you said, you're you're dealing with it as well. Every Premier League team, week in week out, is having to cope with the the prospect of of half their team being wiped out and not being able to do much about it. It's totally out of out of most of pe- most of our control. And obviously, when you're you're looking at Liverpool, you have a bigger a bigger squad and a lot of people to choose from, but for Premier League clubs with a slightly smaller squad two players being out can really derail you know your your game and your a few matches in in a row especially with the fixtures and how close they are so it's definitely uncertain times and and difficult for a lot of Premier League teams
1: yeah I I think that's right and um, obviously long Covid or or longer term effects can be a thing I I suspect there's a couple of our players actually have suffered with that um, somewhat Um, definitely something hasn't been right since they've been laid off so yeah it, it's difficult knowing the kind of the scale involved as well how long some of those players are going to be out for um speaking of which I mean the weekend game of course uh, we're, we're playing you guys at uh, the Amex twelve thirty 30 kickoff um the early one um <laughs> we so... love that
2: early kickoff don't we
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, apparently you're pretty good at them aren't you I think the, the early ones not that you're not good at the other <laughs> the other kickoff times anyway but um slightly worrying I was I was feeling a little oh. bit ominous about the fact you were resting I think um, DS was arrested. Was Cater rested as well in the week? Am I right? He did. He about- did.
2: He was rested, but he did come yeah. on as a sub. But he was yeah. rested from the start. Yeah. So. And
1: they've been in form, haven't they? Those guys, um, really coming into it. Cater in particular is interesting because I think he hadn't really got a, a long run of games. Had he? He was kind of a bit in and out, and he seems to have now got his his chance, and yeah. he's really stepping on a bit, isn't he?
2: Yeah, absolutely. With, with Kato, we've been saying for the, the last few seasons, this is his season to make a mark mm. and to really prove himself. And it's never quite happened. And, and most of that has been down to injuries because he has just been so in and out of the team. And as soon as he starts to get a bit of a run together, he gets another little injury and it, it puts him out and, and back in the, in the pecking order. He seems now this season to be getting a bit more of a run of games, a bit more consistency, and that's really helping him. Because when we brought him in, I think we we often forget how much of a star we thought he was going to be for Liverpool. And he was mm. really sort of talked up when he, when we, he signed and we thought he was going to do really great things. And now, hopefully, with a bit more game time, we're starting to see the start of that and, and his progression's really coming on. And I, I love him playing in that midfield. I think he had such a spark and such a sort of attacking flair that... Yeah, he's he's just a great player to have if if he's fit, whether that's as a sort of backup midfielder or from the start. And I think we might see him start this weekend.
1: Yeah, and and Peter, I mean, there seems to be a common conception with our. Front line being an issue, and and you've mentioned midfield as well. Um, it was interesting that Paul Hayward, the um, national journalist, Brighton fan, uh, was on. I think it was on Albion Unlimited this week. Was talking about um, how he thinks that the issues really just stem from more from the back, and we have struggled more defensively. Our solidity's gone, hasn't it? Somewhat partly due to injuries, uh, particularly Adam Webster, who I think is our best defender, and um, also Dan Byrne, who was having his best season. I don't think he's a well-beater, but he was having a fantastic season and we sold him to Newcastle when he was on form and then got the injury to Webster. And we've really suffered from not having those players bring out from the back, haven't we? Um, and possibly, Lewis Dunk's not really been fit since coming back. Really yeah, from, from a knee injury, yeah. And, I mean, obviously you, there's only a limit to how much you can play the ball out from the back against the high press of Liverpool anyway. So maybe this isn't the right We, we
0: still talk.
3: did it, it but, at Anfield. We played out from the back every time. True, true, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It worked pretty well, actually, the tactic. It was interesting, it was the only, only game really where Trussard played as a false nine and actually worked. So he played the yeah. next three up there and it didn't really work after that. But at Anfield, it it really did work. And we, obviously we were we were close to going three down, in which case it could easily have been a hammering. <laughs> um, and that seemed to like lift us, that, that Mane just our goal. And from there, I mean, I was, I was at Anfield that day. It was, a yeah, I thought we, I, even at 2-0, I thought we were playing pretty well. It just It's just that you took your chances and we didn't. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of, yeah, obviously improved after that. But it took a, a moment of brilliance from Weppi, who's another one who's been out and been really missing. Um, but that was probably goal of the season contender, that one, wasn't it? It was like that goal from yeah.
1: Weppi. Def, definitely for us and possibly overall, you could argue. Yeah, cracking yeah. goal. But he's likely to be missing again, uh, unfortunately for us. Um, Apparently, Trent,
3: he and Sarmiento are fit for the potentially play on a bench. Oh, uh, okay. So, odd. Yeah. But how fit he'll be. He's obviously been out for quite a while. He's another yeah. one who's had a
1: very injury hit season. Hmm. Salmiento so is a young guy, um, Harriet, that's come through the academy uh, well for, in the short term. I think we, we acquired him quite recently. And he's been dynamic, um, looking exciting, a couple of appearances off the bench. Then he got a start pretty much straight away against West Ham. He's looking brilliant in the first 15 minutes, then got an injury. Oh, and he's no. been out for about out. Three, three months something, isn't always months. So, I'm
2: always so impressed with Brighton, though, whenever I watch you guys play. I haven't watched the last few games. Obviously, there's been a bit of a, a downward turn, but especially at yeah. the start of the season, like you, it's a really impressive team. I think, you know, especially your manager as well. I think he's absolutely great and, and has done really great things. And I think you finished twice, didn't you? Sort of 17th or just above that relegation mm-hmm. zone. So yeah. do you sort of take any improvement from that this season or do you want to get into that top half? half of the table now that you've tasted I
3: think it, it it depends on who you talk to probably <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I think I think in, in any sort of improvement would be a good thing but having been to top half most of the season it's a uh, it would be a gutter to finish like third, 14th or whatever and be below Palace, so that she's obviously our obviously our rivals and it's I think the, the problem is we just didn't invest in January so we weakened ourselves in January and we haven't brought anyone else in I mean don't mm-hmm. If we did bring in we loaned out straight away
1: so yeah i mean i would be disappointed the chairman's medium-term goal is to establish us as a regular top 10 team that's mm-hmm. that seems to be the general goal and um, we're probably ahead of the g- curve this season and having been top half all season barring um i think just about one day over at one weekend until and now. until last week yeah um but i i have to say i, I all in all, I think, if we ended up where we are now in 13th, I'd take that because that is a marked improvement of three or four places yeah. on last year. And it's far more comfortable all season than it was ever been in our, our time back up um, yeah. since we've since we re-arrived. That would be our
3: level highest ever position, I think, wouldn't it? I think that's right,
1: yeah. 13th yeah. is
3: currently. But it's been yeah. a very odd season. If we lose to you guys, I think we've got our worst ever losing run in the Premier League. Is that right? I think five would be... I'm not sure we've ever lost five in a row before. Certainly lost four, mm. but... I'm- we lost five, we've had our worst ever run without a win in the Premier League and yet we're potentially going to finish our highest position since we've been up. It's a very, yeah. we had about 11 game run without a win over, over Christmas, yeah, run up to Christmas and New Year or, no, run up. Yeah. To- and the
2: teams have been struggling, haven't they, at the sort of yeah. bottom half of the table. I think you probably, you probably sort of benefited from the fact that, that for a period there was just about five or six teams that couldn't, couldn't win against yeah. or even against each other they were only drawing so you yeah. and it must feel more comfortable that you're not sort of scrapping in the relegation zone and not worrying Well, absolutely
3: yeah here. i mean i'm not too worried i think we got we need one more win basically to make absolutely certain but yeah I'm, relegation
1: i think it's gonna yeah, what's, what's Gording is... Sure I'm listen, or Leeds will get on a point all season. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly not. I was going to say, what's Gording is Newcastle, everyone's favourite team to love to hate now. Um, obviously, losing to them was annoying. Um, yeah. Dan Byrne playing in the team for them as well. Um, and they've won their midweek game away from home, which means that they could technically overtake us this weekend now, uh, which seems far-fetched a few weeks ago. We were so far ahead of them. Um, we've we've never lost to them in the Premier League era um, from nine attempts until last weekend. So it's pretty irritating. Um, but I don't know what we've got to do. I think if we, if we draw, we'd stay above them because of goal difference, regardless of what they do uh, at the weekend. And we've had a few draws against you. Looking at head-to-head record. It's actually not bad, all things considered. We've had five wins. This is in all competitions. Uh, five wins, ten draws. And, and then the little matter of 19 defeats but uh, you know well, the,
2: the last three games have all been have all been draws haven't they that we played against you like we, they, they yeah. You see well, I mean, we a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we won last season oh yeah there. of course of We've course been, in the yeah, cross drew doors, the yeah. other two yeah. Yeah. yeah we're
1: actually unbeaten in three against you guys but
2: yeah exactly yeah. we become
1: four <laughs> I've got a sneaking feeling not <laughs> but I'd very much happily take anything other than that but um, yeah, I've, I can't see anything other than, um, than a away win in this game no, um, and... I've got more hope
3: for Tottenham midweek because they're much more up yeah. and down um, but then again playing them after you is probably a harder one as well because we'll have had a tough game on Saturday and then to play Tottenham afterwards is probably not ideal Yeah, yeah.
2: might, might yeah. give you a bit of a fire in your bellies though depending on how the result <laughs> goes either way will give you a bit of a wanting to push on or wanting to
3: write to the on from a five0
2: defeat
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was the
3: first season you guys beat us five one at the, the amex and it was just like one we well, yeah. we'd never we, no, no one we'd seen in the Premier League until that point was quite so just like the break the breakaways that it could yeah. score one goal away you just guys just broke and with, with about 10 seconds you'd scored and we were like and well, we had a chance up the other end didn't we and then yeah. seconds later we were like three down and it's like i don't know how that
2: I think probably a lot of teams feel that sometimes we just create something out of nothing but that's what happens when you've got players like Salah I guess so you yeah. cut, <laughs> in moments of moments of brilliance
1: that game was the game which um, prompted the arrival at least on British shores of the draft excluder um, if you remember Coutinho had the shot where the wall jumped and he clicked under and off the back of that we ended up with Anthony Knockhart lying down behind the wall and other teams copied it from yeah. there so I don't think we're the first team ever to do it but I think in the UK we were so just some yeah, he had a free kick against us recently,
3: didn't he the Villa game he had a free kick like that against us and we did have someone underneath yeah <laughs> Yeah, just, but, yeah he, I mean, he just literally passed it under the wall, didn't he? He just walked up and just passed it under the wall. It was so easy.
1: Yeah. But we had actually Lewis Dunk scored a cheeky free kick goal up at Anfield, didn't he? Um, a couple of seasons ago, or maybe three seasons ago, where he just took a, a quick free kick. And I think, I can't remember exactly the, it was quite far out, but I think he caught the goalie off guard. Um, so that was quite a good bit of initiative. But anyway, getting back to the game. So at so the weekend, I know you're not going down tomorrow, Harriet, but um, have you been to the Amex before?
2: I haven't actually, no, but it's, oh. it's, all, it's a lot of the guys' favourite place to go from the team. and They've all planned a convenient trip there this weekend. They're doing a, a live show there tonight and then going to the game tomorrow. But it's, I've never actually been to Brighton and it feels mad because I don't live a million miles from you know where I'm from back home. And everyone tells me such good yeah. things. So maybe next season, I'm sure you'll stay up and I'll, I'll make sure that I make the trip over.
1: Yeah, come down. We'll get you a drink in. Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, love
1: that. I know. I know Neil Neil Atkinson and John Gibbons are heading down as we speak. I think to uh, yeah. to meet up for their weekend away. Um, we should just mention actually the live event is to do with the Brighton Cop. I don't know if people listeners have know about this or not, but. Um, uh, I don't know if you know much about it, Harriet yourself you've followed much about what's going on with that
2: no I don't know I don't know actually
1: yeah apparently there's a, a quite a large number of Liverpool fans, um some from Liverpool, I think some more southerly um in origins, who um all meet up and watch games in I think it's the King and Queen uh pub down near the old Steen in brighton um uh, so they watch any games that are on t v and I think they just have socials and beat ups obviously when when the game's on that weekend as well. And I think that's where they're doing their live events. Um, they, they know all the guys down there anyway, Neil and John, I think. So, yeah, that's um, a curiosity, really. I don't know if you've got anything like that. I don't know if there's a, you know, like a Leeds cop or a Cambridge cop or anything like that.
2: <laughs> I don't <laughs> know, knows? actually. I didn't know about the Brighton one. I, I, I've just, I've not been much involved in the planning of the Treff and stuff, but they oh, yeah. they all seem to be very excited when they when the, when the prospect of going to Brighton for the day. So I think... Um, They'll, they'll have good fun tonight yeah i think we we do we try and do a live show in Brighton quite often i think there's quite a lot of reds that either like you said uh, live there or are from here and are living there in, or in london or whatever now and yeah they're, they're, there's a good group of them
1: yeah sounds like a good atmosphere and a good bit of fun Definitely. um can we trouble you finally harriet Four a prediction is there do you do score score predictions and if so what do you think is going to happen here i'm, I'm going to say 3-1 to you guys
2: you 're going to say three one i 'm I feel like we 've had a, a couple of games where we've we 've struggled a little bit, and I say that in a in a the most you know stupid way possible in that we 've still been winning all our games, obviously we lost in the champions League. I feel that that 's going to give us a little bit of a the kick that we needed to push on now and into the business end of the season. I'm going to go with a 2-0. I don't think it's going to be as bad as you, you two seem to, <laughs> seem to be thinking.
1: <laughs> OK, and Peter, while we're on the subject... I'm also
3: going to go 3-1, but I might go 4-1, just to one up you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's let's hope you're wrong on that one, at least. Goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> it, pretty- it wouldn't be our worst home result against Liverpool in recent years, so... <laughs> Well, if if we do well, either way, whatever happens, score wise, even if we manage to win the game, um, hopefully we could do the same to City. Um, or if we don't oh, win, yeah, that would be do, nice. Do the same. yeah, yeah. We we've got that's one of the only ones we haven't cracked is City away, isn't it? Actually, uh, we we beat them last season before last, was it or last season? Last season, uh, at home, last season, yeah, with the partial reopening. Are you there, us? Yeah, I was there. Did I mention it before? I think I mentioned it once. once. <laughs> Bit of a running joke. Uh, yes, um, I was there. Only 8,000 allowed in for that one, but we, we that was the game. We came back from 2-0 to win 3-2. Um, if we get any result against City, that will be great. But anyway, that's all to come later. But we've got this game obviously at the weekend. Uh, I'm going down, looking forward to the match. Um, we'll do a review of this one, which will also be a preview of Spurs in between the two games. Um, but that rounds up for this episode. So thank you very much for joining us, Harriet. It's been a pleasure to have you with us for this preview you and um, hopefully we'll get you back on at some point
2: yeah thanks for having me been great to be on
1: okay brilliant and peter stand or fall up the albion
0: sports social podcast network with the lucky
1: land sluts you can
3: get lucky just about anywhere